I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ah, oh, crap! I almost forgot! Good! Oh, saving it for a good time! What is it? Big Jeep! The best. This is Dirt and Sprague. Hey, check this out. Blue Garrick's pants. Not a bad fit. Hey, you don't think that nerve disease of his was contagious, do you? I better take him off. I'm too important to this team. Big Stein can't be flopping and twitching. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Let's have a smell, all right? Ooh, wafting, wafting. Oh, everyone likes their own brand, don't they? This is magic. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Those goofy bastards are just about the best thing I've got going in this crazy world. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the radio program today. Dirt and Sprague with you. No dirt. He'll be back on Monday. Checking in all the sports right now. we got a golf tournament underway. One of my favorite golfers is leading the tournament. Colin Morikawa. Uh, I thought we were going to have a sadder story, and we're not. So we're going to Omaha our way out of that thing. And we're going to kick off the final hour of the show with our good friend uh, Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet, the BetQL Network, one of our favorites, Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Ken, good morning. Uh, I hope your Thursday's going well. I will ask you this as we start. When was the moment you felt like, all right, I'm washed and I'm old? Because I fell asleep last night at halftime of the Pac-12 tournament game because I wake up early and I just can't hang anymore. Yeah, I'll give you uh well, does it have to be like a sports thing or could it just be like a life thing? Pretty much like a life thing, right? Well, the first realization for me, and I didn't accept it, was in November I went to a post Malone concert and that oh, uh I, Yeah, that's gonna do it. I yeah. looked at my watch and I said, It's ten fifteen and there's six more songs I know he's going to sing and I started wondering when this thing was gonna end. I'm surprised he was even out there at ten fifteen and you were just like, you know what? The opening act was great. I'm gonna just hit the road. That was good. <laughs> I'm gonna just get in my car and get out of here. Uh I pulled a muscle in my back, rolling over in bed. That was when I knew that it was over for me. I was like, just I like woke up and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna change positions here. I'm just gonna get to the side. I'm a I'm a stomach sleeper mostly. It's like oh, I'm just gonna get to the side here real quick. And then I rolled over and I was like, oh, that really hurts. That's actually just like a muscle in my back. But and I'm like laying on a giant pillow and I still managed to to pull something. So let that let that be. I'm sure I'm supposed to do yoga or something. I'm sure that's what what's supposed to happen and. And instead, I'm just here, like, watching the Players' Championship and staring at, like, an absurd odds board of various sports. So, I don't know. I guess I'm, I got more pulled muscles in my future, I guess. That was that was a big-time wash moment for me. Yeah, I got off the couch the other day, and it's my ankle just started hurting. Like, I didn't roll it. I didn't do anything. It just, like, it hurts, and I have yeah, no idea it why. It's it, really – it's just, like, yeah, yeah. Yes to everything that you're saying. Like, you're just I – didn't, I didn't do anything. Why does this hurt? Like, stop – Stop aching. Stop, you know, just like 
not flexible as I used to be. This, this, I, I'm now I'm like depressed. I don't know, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, let's move on. We'll go from being old curmudgeon guy. This is Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet, the BetQL uh, Network host. He joins us here every Thursday, and you can find him on Twitter, at Lockie Lockerson. Uh, you know, we'll get to college basketball, but I'll start. You're watching the players. I got it on my phone, so I'm seeing it during commercial breaks. I'm watching the exclusive group of Rory Scheffler and Rom. Rory's blowing up right now. Uh, who did you like coming into this tournament? And how quickly in a golf tournament, since it has four rounds, do you pivot and live bet somebody else? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I actually did a – I looked at a data set the other day. This was like uh, – actually, I said the other day. I think this was in the fall of just like – where uh, winners of tournaments stood after the first rounds, like historically, not in every tournament specifically, but like in all the tournaments together, where did the, where did the winner come from? Was it like, how often was it somebody who led the tournament? How often was it somebody who was one shot back, two shots back, whatever. And it's, it was, it's a kind of remarkable, like, yes, players that are winning the tournament, like do go on to win. Sometimes you do go wire to wire. It doesn't happen more often than anything else. And you're kind of, like the distribution's really crazy because basically as many people win that were tied for the lead as win that were like two back, three back, four back, like after the first round, obviously like the, the morning afternoon waves being different, like helps that philosophy because, you know, you kind of get a different course when you play in the afternoon than when you play in the morning and Thursday and Friday, you play at different times. So that's probably part of the reason why that's true. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. So when I look after the first round, like, yeah, I care who's winning, like, it's because it's going to affect the market. Like, John Rahm crushing last week in the first round. You know, he got to minus 110 to win the golf tournament after the first round last week. And then, obviously, it was, like, a non-factor on Sunday. But just the first round matters. But I'm, I'm kind of – I'm open-minded. So, the way I put it is, like, if you're within five, and I can kind of make a case for why, like, today should have gone differently or just, like, switch from morning to afternoon, I'll help you a lot that I'm, I'm willing to, to put in another bet at that point, and it doesn't have to be somebody, like, really close to the top. Like, it doesn't have to be Morikawa right now who's tied for the lead. The MVP and the NBA conversation took a really weird turn on ESPN this week with the Reddick yeah, Kendrick. Think? Yeah, Kendrick it Perkins. Took a weird turn? <laughs> Just yeah. slightly. I don't want to get into that, but I do want to add, like, the market is basically screaming, stop betting on this, Jokic has won the award, right? So the, yeah, this is like a, obviously this is going to be kind of a nuanced conversation, right? So I, I think, you know, you know me, I come on the show all the time. I, I try to be really scientific with how I look at stuff, um, you know, like history, uh, statistics, like all of these things. Like it's, it's really, it's very rarely just like what I think. It's always based on something. It's based on something that's either happened historically or just like, you know, news and information that's hitting the market. So this one's really tough because I bet a lot of awards and I do really well, like honestly. And I, I like never come on and say that I win or I do well at something. I crush this stuff. Like I really do. This is the only time I'm probably ever going to say that about anything. So enjoy it. Uh, I, I kill this stuff. And this is a really interesting one because all of the polling that we have, all of it forever, forever going backward, like all of the, the timeline of events here, Jokic is so far ahead. It's not even close. Like, that's the polling. It's not what I think. Like, when voters tell you what they're going to do, believe them. And they screamed in the latest Tim Bontem Strapple, which was two weeks ago, that Jokic is so far ahead, it's not even, like, it's, we, should, you, we shouldn't even have the conversation. And for, like, a variety of reasons, mostly because, like, this is what happens, 
down the stretch of every season, if something that has happened a lot seems like it's going to happen again, then a lot of analysts and a lot of people on television and a lot of people who tweet and have a lot of followers have to pivot to something different because you don't get any engagement when you say like, man, Jokic is really good again. Like that's like the lame opinion, Like nobody cares anymore. It's much, much, much more advantageous to pick something that's like a hard pivot from that. Actually, he's the worst candidate. Actually, this other guy should win. Actually, this other guy. Now we're all paying attention. Now you get talked about all the time. Like, think about how that happens, right? And so, like, it's really, it's all of, everyone on television is incentivized to pick someone else because that's how you get more popular. That's how you're going to get more money in your next contract because you're more visible, because you have more followers, your presence grows, your image grows, you get more money. Like, they're incentivized to make stuff up, basically. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not saying everyone's lying that's doing this, but just, like, understand that the incentives are really clear like, no one's getting more money personally to say it should be Jokic. Like, no one's doing that. And so it's like, you know, like, when you know that, then it's like, okay, like, what's actually going on here? So all I can tell you is Jokic is really far ahead in all the polling. When a racial component is introduced into any conversation, it makes things obviously, like, kind of hypersensitive, right? And everyone kind of, like, has to kind of walk on eggshells with how they talk about this stuff. Because it like makes it just kind of takes things to another level, basically in terms of how we talk about it, in terms of the discourse. Maybe it can, maybe it ends up having an effect, right? Maybe it does because it's just how often does this happen? Like where you know it looks like someone's going to win, and then someone's like, well, actually, everybody who votes is racist. It's like, oh, uh, okay. Like, I, so what? Like now, Jokic shouldn't be the favorite. That's just it's we're not going to have any more polling probably until the market closes, which will be at the end of the regular season, and. I'll be curious if this does have an impact. My sense is that maybe it has some, but I don't know if it's like enough to swing the award or if there's like a kind of a, a hidden minority of voters. And I mean, minority, just small number, not even that they have to be um, like racially diverse. Just like, is there a minority of voters out there that's kind of like, this guy can't win three in a row and the process is kind of messed up and we're going to put our finger on the scale. I don't know. Um, I don't see enough of that to want to make a bet and then the other crazy thing, and I know this is a long answer, but it's a kind of a complex topic, is what if Embiid just keeps – like Embiid killed it the other night, and Jokic kind of had a pretty lame performance last night. <laughs> so, like, what if – I mean, God forbid the actual basketball ends up changing where Jokic plays worse and Embiid plays better. Now you really might have a lot of smoke where it's like, well, actually the performances are changing and you have this extra stuff. So I, I don't know if it's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not betting off of it, but I am, as someone who bets a lot of awards, there are two situations that are bizarre and worth monitoring. One is this, which is like, is Embiid going to win this because his performance will increase and all this off-court stuff is going on? So that's something to monitor for sure. And then defensive player of the year is another one because the current favorite plays on the same team as John Morant, who may not play again this year. And like, what effect does all of that have on voting for someone on that team, Jaron Jackson Jr.? to be defensive player of the year. What happens if the team stinks the next two weeks? Like now that gets completely upset. And I think he was a lock to win prior to this happening. So you have two late NBA awards where like, it's not even the basketball, like primarily it's everything. And these are voters like they they can be swayed by stuff. I think those are two to follow. Uh, that was a very lengthy answer for a question. I thought you were just going to be like, yeah, the market's telling you it's over. And then I was going to be ready for the next question, but I like that well, you I dove in know, there. But what do you think? 
Like, do you think? Oh, it's yeah, I, I think the yeah he had an awful game. He there's a video montage because people are starting to hate him now because he's going to yeah, get three time MVP. But right, this is what happened. he's not yeah, going to exactly. do that for 16 more games. He has to basically do that for Embiid, I think, to over. When you get to minus 350 to 400 level at this point, like you're damn close to me. Just it's off the board for me. I'm not even thinking about that award. Now let me let me ask you one more. I, I got to get you out of here with this. I didn't even get college basketball, but we have you next Thursday, so that'll work out perfectly. Let me ask you this. I put up a poll question. Rossini has this report that the Jets feel like this is it's going to get yep. done. Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. I put up a poll question, are the Jets a Super Bowl contender to you? Yes or no? And I'll I'll ask you, you're a futures guy. Are you going to lay a futures on the Jets if they do land Aaron Rodgers? Are they truly a Super Bowl contender in your mind if they get Aaron Rodgers? So uh, I'll give you a bonus. I bet I bet Providence plus seven, and I bet Villanova plus five. Oh, so hello, college basketball. That's for today. So hi, how you doing? Uh, so Providence and Villanova. There's your there's your college college basketball. Coach. And I really really want to bet North Carolina, but their best player got hurt yesterday, and I don't know what's going on. So um, anyway, the uh, the Rogers thing. I this one of the first things I thought of when the market opened was like, where is Rogers going to go? Where is Lamar Jackson going to go? Do I want to bet a team that I think is going to get them? The Jets are, were the most obvious team. This was like a month ago. Jets were the most obvious team. Uh, I could have just immediately placed a bet, and I chose not to, and I feel great about it. And I, here's the problem. Okay, like, I, I think it's not a certainty. I think it is extremely likely that today, probably, he is traded there or tomorrow. I think this is, like, where the wind is blowing. The reporters that have info seem to really be leaning in this direction, like the people who actually know, not just people who are speculating. And so, okay, if that happens, here's the problem. He's going to the AFC. Are they more likely to win the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Probably not. Are they more likely to win than Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Probably not. Are they more likely to win than Josh Allen and the Bills? Eh, maybe. Might be onto something there. We'll see how the Bills offseason goes. Okay, like, wh- how much can the price drop? And when you have to go through this murderer's row in the playoffs, no matter what, I mean, God forbid Denver is good or anything, or Jacksonville, I just, there's too many good teams. So, like, if, yeah, I could bet 25 to 1 now or 20 to 1 now. What's it going to? Like 15, 18, neat. Like I'm going to sit on that ticket for a year, getting like a tiny bit of equity out of it. And I don't even like that team that much against those teams in the playoffs. If he was going to another NFC team, that's totally different. Like huge price drop. NFC stinks this year. He's going to like every other good place. I mean, they're they're all going to play each other. Like I I, I don't think there's anything to get ahead of, honestly. I, I just – it's a big deal that he's going to go there because it's football and it's Aaron Rodgers from a betting standpoint. Like, don't try to get ahead of this. Like, I really, I really wouldn't. I don't think there's a whole lot to bet on. There we go. Good stuff. Ken Barkley, our good friend of You Better You Bet. Uh, insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at BetMGM app. And, of course, catch you, uh, Ken, on You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Uh, Lockie Lockerson is his handle. Give him a follow. He's great. You can ask him the most simplistic question. And he will have every explanation. For <laughs> Sorry one... about that one. No, that dude, I, I don't want that to sound like a shot at you. Like, yeah. I, I legitimately thought you were just going to blow past that question, and you just dove into every conceivable angle. And I thought, this is why he is who he is and why I do one hour on Sunday nights, and my show is irrelevant on the BetQL Network. You do a great job with Nick Costos. And we'll talk, we'll talk to you next week, Ken. We got the tournament coming. Thank you for the couple games you threw out there. But we're excited to talk to you with the tournament starting uh, next Thursday, and uh, we'll catch up then. I will be live in Vegas next Thursday, and we'll eagerly await your phone call. Oh, that's fantastic. There we go. Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet, 
Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Have a good day, Ken. Thanks, you too. All right, there we go. Ken Barkley, Lockie Lockerson. Give him a follow. He's fantastic. Uh, him and Costas do a great job uh, on uh, You Better You Bet. All right, it is uh, we're a little over the, over the clock there. We tend to do that with Ken Barkley, so we're back with more Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If you ever want to peek behind the curtain. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the last half hour could get sideways. Um... We haven't heard from Fred Van Vliet yet, either. Well, I thought it was going to get sideways. You didn't give me a stat or story. You said you were going to do that today. What happened? Well, now you just gave me a stat. I might have to (laughs) include that tomorrow for Friday. 40. Is it the amount of points so-and-so scored, or is it the age gap between Cher and her current fiancé? That would be a story, Bob. That would be a story. (laughs) We got into uh, we got into that. That relationship is real. What do you, what do you have up on your computer during time I, during during breaks? I got Oregon Live up. I've got TMZ up. I've got ESPN up. Okay, it's TMZ. There we go. I've got hoop hoops hype up. I've got email up. I've got Deadspin. <laughs> I've got Pro Football Talk. I got Vegas Insider. I kind of cover all my bases during the show. No, I understand. I don't want to miss anything. We all got different things. I, I have I have the logger up. I have the uh, the chapters up now that we're back all as one thing, filling in the chapters on the podcast and the stream for everybody. Well, the two stories that really stick out for me are the share engagement. Like this guy yeah. is exactly my age. He just had a kid. How old is Cher now? Uh, she's uh, 70. Well, maybe he's not my age. He might be younger because it says 40 year gap. Okay. So she's 70, I think. 70-something. Okay. And he is not even 40. Um, and he just had a kid, and he's younger than all her sons. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and then this other one in Oregon Live, this cruise ship had 300 people fall ill. 280-something were passengers. Any time I see that on a cruise ship, I'm like, that. how can you not? If somebody brings something on... This is why I, I'm anti-cruise, uh, one I've, of the many if reasons. If I ever think about doing a cruise, it's going to be one of those super luxury riverboat cruises through the Danube with like 90 people on board. Yeah, I'm just, I'm out. I don't want to sleep on a boat. I don't but have those interest. giant monstrosity floating cities, floating casinos yeah, that's with what an amusement is. park. Yep. No way. I don't want 7,500 people 
plus all the crew. There's probably ten thousand people on there. Somebody gets something, you're getting it. My uh, my I'm brother out. my brother in law got mad at me because we we sometimes talk about family vacations, like big group ones. We're like, where are we gonna go? And he threw out. He's like, cruise, and I'm like, I'm not going. No. And he's like, why? Have you ever been? I'm like, no, and I don't want to. Yeah. And he goes, but well, I've been on it. It's pretty good. And I'm like, I okay. I still don't want to. And then he it got a and I, I like we weren't like fighting fighting, but he was kind of like yeah challenging it. I'm like, dude, you can say whatever you want. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not going on a cruise. You know the best part of a cruise when you actually end up on the beach. Yeah, when you and you, you stay know, somewhere pull for into like a, a day. port and you're there overnight and right. have a little excursion and yeah. So why would I need to go on the boat for seven days? Let me when, just go hang out on the beach, right to the beach, yeah. and hang out there for the week. I I, I want to be on the land. I don't want to be on the water for a week. No. If I'm going to do that, then I'm either getting a private yacht at that point, renting a yacht for a week. Baller or I would, move, by the way. Huh? Baller move, by the way. I would think so. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing the whole below deck thing for a week. Uh, I could do a yacht. If it's just yeah. me and my family, yeah, yeah. that's You got not 15 of you, and sure. you're all hanging out, and it comes with its own little jet skis or those little submarine things you can go underneath. And But here's the other stipulation. I'm, I'm, I'm like... Deathly afraid of deep-bodied water. Oh, that doesn't bother me. I don't want to be on a yacht anchored down in the middle of nowhere here. I, I want to be near a dock. Well, you can go to the Mediterranean. <laughs> You're not getting that sure. far away from anything in the Mediterranean. It's not far from one end, from one continent to the other. I want to see the land. That's my whole thing. Oh, okay. I, I want to see the land. I don't want to be in the middle of the ocean. Okay. That's horrific yeah i'm out go to the mediterranean do that i i just want to go to the mediterranean in general yeah i want to go to greece yeah go to, go to crete oh go to sicily yeah dude i want to do all of that sounds amazing but now my kids are driving this well, we're not doing stuff. that working here so. <laughs> speak for yourself man Trying to do things on the side, you know what I mean? Side well, it's, yeah it's your side hustles that'll get you there side hustles will get you there now my daughters are obsessed with this show bluey you've never heard of this show right? uh no i i oh. kid shows are i'm about 15, 16 years past the kids' shows. Jason, let me tell you, Bluey, just, it's two little dogs. One, they're both girls. One's name is Bluey because it's a blue yeah. dog, and the other one's uh, Bingo, and it's an orange dog. And Bingo the Dango? It's an Australian-based cartoon. <laughs> oh, there it's, you go. They got the accents, and it caught okay. on in America. Now it's exploded. So the ages of 10 down to, like, 2 are just, it's bluey, it's bluey, it's bluey. It's the big thing. My kids now, because of this show, they're like, hey, for our next big trip, can we go to Australia? And I'll admit, Australia's got some interesting things. I'd love to see it. Mm -hmm. But there's a part of me that's like, I'm not power ranking it in my top three places I want to go. Uh, well, not Sydney for me, but snakes. I want to go to Melbourne. Like, Melbourne, I have heard, is... Why not Sydney, though? If you go to Australia, you got to do both of them. Um, I think if you're there, you're there for a couple weeks. That's yeah. an 18 hour flight. No, I know. I'd much rather go to New Zealand. New Zealand seems kick ass. I'm there with you. Is it Auckland? Auckland is the largest city. Yeah. I don't think it's the capital, though. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. I think it's. No, I, I'm not that. I just I fall asleep, but I want to see the hills, like where they film oh, it, yeah. the countryside they, stuff. Oh, yeah. Look beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. A lot of places I want to go. Uh, but yeah, I was basically on the side of the commercial break asking Swag the equivalent for him because he was like, "Could you with share?" And I said, "Yeah, share." I think out of curiosity, you'd have to. And then I said, "Who who is the equivalent for you?" And sadly, I didn't. I just asked without thinking about it, and you said, 
It'd be somebody like Betty White. The late White. Betty White. Yeah, the that's, late that's, Betty White. Yeah, the somebody guy. in their 90s. No, not uh, doing that. No, I don't. I think you're out. <laughs> Jane Fonda? She's almost 90. She's in her 80s. Yeah. Jane Fonda? Going she's on a had date? good work done. Yeah, she's she had has. a lot of work, but it's good work. She's 80 for Brady. She could be 80 for Swigert. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you catch what I'm putting down. Uh, a NBA player calling out a ref by name, just accepting the fines. I want to get to that audio coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, Swag is still here. He is not off to go find Jane Fonda yet, although, you know, we'll see what happens. Still a long ways to go in the day, and he can't go home right now. Me, Jane Fonda has a, has a bed for you. Nah. No, here you I don't think she's... she's we play, we out. play, we play. We have fun, but no. Um... I want to get to news coming out in college hoops. No, it's not Jim Beheim weirdly retiring. It is uh, involving another major coach. Uh, this one a little, little scary, and uh, you hope there's nothing you know more serious with it. And we'll tell you what that is coming up. Uh, last night, uh, the Clippers and the Raptors played basketball against each other. Swigard. It was a uh, big game for the Clips because they're in the hunt in the Western Conference. They've moved up a little bit here. Uh, Still not amazing with Russell Westbrook, but they play in the Raptors, who are stuck in this play-in situation in the East. And uh, it was not a good night for Fred Van Vliet and the Raptors. And Fred Van Vliet got got some technical attention. And uh, in the postgame... He had reached his his threshold. He enough is enough with the the officiating of the league here. Ben Taylor was the official making the call. And when we play this, I just want you to know Fred Van Vliet, if he hasn't already, is about to get hit with a very heavy fine because he calls out the ref in name in the post game. Take a listen. Mind, I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought you know um, Ben Taylor was f- terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know couple other you know out of the three there's one or two that just the game up you know and it's, it's it's been like that a couple couple games in a row um Denver was tough obviously 
You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a bull tech. Changes the whole dynamic of the game. Changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be Just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed. So Fred Van Vliet is going to get hammered with a fine here. Did he? Sometimes you see this. Remember Phil Jackson's his <laughs> notorious move was to basically call stuff like this out, and then it almost always benefited him the next, you know, few weeks, if not the rest of the season. Are we going to see this from Fred Van Vliet? Not specifically. Is he going to get better treatment? But does stuff like this? Do you think this is inside the league office? Talking to the officiating, uh, you know, union or the officials and well, saying, "Yo, we got to change yeah. this," and yeah, he's going to get hit with a fine, but maybe he just he helped the. No, there was bit. somebody very quickly assigned to go scramble and say, "Before I make a statement, what percentage of his technicals have actually been issued by Ben Taylor?" Okay, because if it's significant, then the NBA's got to they got to be prepared for that statement. Is that just a figment of his imagination? Does it feel like it? Or if he's getting, you know, 10 technicals a season, are seven of them issued by Ben Taylor? Now we know, now I got to, we do have a personal issue. Now we got to solve something and you have to be ready to answer that question because there are, you know, all that stuff's documented somewhere. And so the, the guys on the NBA beat will be able to find that information. You just, you you don't see it often when players go that hard at a ref, though. Yeah, especially, and he's, I don't know, I mean, obviously I don't follow a lot of Raptors all the time. Right. But I don't know that he's notorious for talking out of turn all the time. It's not Draymond. He's, he's not out there yapping all the time. So for him to do that, I think some, you know, player reputation matters here because the NBA, I don't know that there's a big history of him being a problem for the NBA. No, he's he's not one of these dudes. And so, so yeah, I think that will go in. I think, yes, a fine is coming, a big fine, because you cannot have players going into the postgame and just ripping into an official by name. There, There's a whatever the highest threshold is that they can do with the collective bargaining agreement. Part of the problem, though, now is some of these guys, the guys on the max deals, or if you're making $25, $35 million, $40 million, and – the largest amount they can fine you is fifty or a hundred thousand bucks. Like, what's fifty grand? Of they don't Bandley? care. He's going to cash in this summer on a a max deal. Somebody's exactly gonna the bag. So what does so he care? So that is while it's you know nobody right likes to write a hundred thousand dollar check unless you're buying a sweet ride. But um, but no, if you owe somebody just a hundred grand, nobody likes to write it. But they don't care. He knew what he was doing the minute he walked in there. It had gotten to a point where he just. Had had enough. The officiating is it's gotten a lot of attention this season in the NBA, and I, you know, I've said this before. I think some of this is just it's it's not easy to be an official. Um, I know we know some of these dudes by their first names, and the fact that we do it's it's not a great uh, sign. But I largely think they're okay. I don't think it's as bad as people act like it is. It's usually in the moment too, and it's when your team is the one getting the whistle blown against them or your team 
the biggest thing the is just inconsistency. Yeah, but like it's hard. Is would you not yeah. agree that in football and basketball, because specifically these two leagues face this the most? Baseball has their umpires that nobody likes. Angel Hernandez. Yeah, they have a union, but they have a union, so, and that's. I would like to see Major League Baseball try to bust that at some point. I want to. I'm one for robo umps. I want a consistent strike zone. That's fine, but it's not as. Do you feel like it's as egregious as what people make the NFL and NBA out to be? Like no, the Kansas City Cincinnati game. Kansas City probably beats them, right? But yeah. that, those final couple plays, yeah. the punt return clear block think, in the back. I think the NFL, because they tinker with the rules so much all the time, and it's like the tax code, they just make a specific, they add on a specific sort of one rule in a certain situation, and the and the offic- and there's not a lot of thought to the extenuating circumstances of everything that gets included in that situation. Sure. I think the NFL is the hardest to officiate now. I oh, really there's do. too many penalties. It's all there's, subjective, there's too. Just, and yeah, and with the notion that we're going to, you know, try to have all this player safety and we got to protect guys, but the defense's job is still to go out and punish people and knock people to the ground and not let them go. It's a yeah, I I think that's the hardest. Um, but I think the the poorest officiated game right now out there is basketball. And if you look at the college game and where you're supposedly going to pull people from, there's not a lot of hope. Yeah. Uh, take the Arizona State-Oregon State game last night. I mean, there was just flat out, I mean, just you missed stuff. You just flat out didn't blow your whistle when it was right there in front of you. I still am not, I still don't think it's as bad as we make it out. Personally, I really don't. I think there's bad calls. Yesterday was not great. Fred Van Vliet had had enough, right? I'm not yeah. defending Ben Taylor. I just I think overall they're they're okay. But to what your point is, like your next batch is not looking great, and so you got to you got to do yeah. what you can to invest in. You don't want it to be part of the storyline. I'm as there officials. watching college basketball oh, yeah, in know. person. You're seeing forty it. times. Yep. In at least in how many games on TV? A hundred percent. I'm watching the Celtics game. The Blazers weren't going to win that, but like there was some pretty egregious things happening in the first half yeah. of that game too. So it it's inconsistent for sure. But Fred Van Vliet says, "I don't care about the fine. Let me tell you what I think about Ben Taylor, uh, who teed him up last night. The Raptors lose. Yeah, he's certainly getting a phone game. call from the league office. I don't know if Silver himself will make the phone call, if it's Tatum or who's in charge of player discipline, but he's getting a phone call and say. What's going on? A uh, Pac-12 observation from the tournament and uh, news on a coach not coaching today in another tournament. So we'll get to that coming up next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. All right, welcome back in. I, uh, I'm watching the Pac-12 tournament yesterday, checking in throughout the day and then sitting down to watch the Oregon State-Arizona State basketball game. As conference tournament week is here, and then next week we'll have fan madness. We'll begin out at Alene. The following week, we'll be out at X-Golf Tualatin in Vancouver, and the NCAA tournament starts. Woo! Everybody pretends that they know what college basketball team is going to win the championship, and I would actually argue even the most plugged-in college basketball people have no damn clue who's going to win no, the championship this year. it's as much of a crapshoot this year as it's been. And uh, I think that's exciting. If those of you that are going to be out there on Thursday or Friday, maybe you play a little uh, fade the Sprague. I'm going to be making some bets. Maybe you just bet the opposite of what I'm betting because I have zero knowledge of who's really good. But I'll be putting money on underdogs because why not? And uh, as I'm watching the Pac-12 tournament, 
I uh, I thought, God, I, I don't know what the future of this conference is going to be or what the TV situation is going to be. But there was not a clear red flag for me. Did you did you happen to catch this? I don't know who did, but they're they're showing a still image, a screenshot of Bill Walton, who was calling the games yesterday with Ted Robinson. Yes. And there's an image of Bill Walton sitting at his broadcast desk, which looks like a plastic foldaway table with a black little, you know, tablecloth on it. Right. And, you know, not even a good looking setup. Bill Walton was sitting on stacked dining room chairs. Like chairs you see at a hotel dining room. The arched ones. Yeah. They just stacked two of them and said, there you go, Bill Walton, top 50 player of all time and most famous broadcaster we have. Here's your seat for seven hours. (laughs) I just thought, God, there's not a cheaper example of the Pac-12 than this right here, of plastic fold-away little broadcast table and Bill Walton, a legend on the call of your games on a channel almost nobody has, sitting on stacked chairs because he's seven foot and probably has a bad back and... Bad upper body. Yeah, it's tough, tough to find appropriate seating there for seven foot. My God, can we get a nice ass leather chair? Can we invest in something for the great Bill Walton to call these games? I, I just thought there was nothing cheaper than that. But I loved his line at some point in the first half. He was the refs were going over too. I think it was on the missed one of the missed goaltending calls. I, goes, I got to be honest. He goes, Go back to Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> he he said something pre. I was watching the end of Stanford and uh, Utah. Stanford yeah. beat Utah, and I was watching the the tail end of the second half of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, about that a ten over a seven, and he drops a line as they show Arizona State and Oregon State in the tunnels coming out. And admittedly, I haven't watched a lot of beast basketball, and I know they're young. And he drops the, you're really good. They're so good. They just can't win the games at the end. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, ah. your Come record kind of says if you're good, maybe they'll be good next year. But okay, Bill Walton. Uh, Bill Self is out of the Kansas game today. Yeah, recovering from an illness. They say it's an illness. There's a dude out there with no credibility citing it's a more major health situation. Keep an eye on Bill Self. You wish nothing but the best for him. Uh, Pac-12 today. Oregon will be on. What's the details for that today? Uh, Oregon-Washington State 4-5 game, 2.30-ish tip, 2 o'clock pregame. So it'll be a short uh, Danny, Dusty, Dusty and Danny. Probably and no then primetime prime time will be on around 5. When oh, they the, will when be on today? Yeah, they'll be on from okay. 5 to 7-ish recruiting show tonight with yep. Andrew Nemec at 7. And Nemec just got announced he'll be at a, a big showcase going on, a camp with all the coaches coming. So that's pretty kick-ass, and I'm sure he'll have details on that. So there you go. Uh, kind of slightly interrupted fan broadcast today with the Ducks, but we'll see if they can win. Uh, we got a uh, a flop shot fast break Friday tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a statter story. I don't know. And uh, we'll spray the line super hard. That's going to do it for us. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you. Good thoughts of the fan text line. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.